This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Do you want to do more vocal exercises? Yes. Toy boat, toy boat, toy boat, toy boat, toy boat, toy boat. Elastic socks. No, that's not. The weather in May is better than in April. <laughs> I'm done. I'm just saying facts. <laughs> oh, that's how you're yeah, talking yeah. now? Yeah, yeah. Is that your new recording voice? Well, I like rain. Yes, <gasps> I'm enunciating. You know how I used to mumble a lot. Yes. But while I was in Bloomington, Indiana, uh-huh. I've decided that I would start enunciating since I'm a professional broadcast person. Are you going to be uh, a, like a diction-based comedian from now on? Mm, cadence-based. <laughs> I see. Cadence-based. And how will this affect your material? I believe it will make it more clear to understand and more relatable to the audiences that appear before me that I peer before fuck. <laughs> that you peer into deeply. That I peer into the souls of. That you peer into the eyes of and see nothing. Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? Hello. This is Chris Fairbanks. This is Karen Kilgareth. I, uh, yeah, I went to one of the beautiful Bloomingtons our country has to offer. There's three of them. Each one, roughly 80,000 people. <laughs> Each one claiming to be a city of trees. And uh, and maybe not, not so much? I mean, two of them are indigenous in Indiana, mm-hmm. which means they're not so much the city of trees as you are the city of lies. <laughs> you can't plant a bunch of trees and then claim your tree town. But can I, really quick? Liars. Can I can I guess Cutters? What Cutters? Cutters. I I mentioned that movie and then didn't they were like huh? No, or the oh the Some young people, people these yeah. days. Yeah, they right. live in Bloomington and they don't know the movie Breaking Away. And that I was I think they just didn't know what Cutters meant, or maybe they're offended because I was calling them. The, oh, the, the, maybe that's actually like a a real uh, insult. What if it is? Oh, shit. I just didn't do my research. You got to pull out some of those I'm sorry cards and start sending them away. You know I had them printed. 
with your little face at the top. Sorry. Sorry. Hey, sorry. Turn over. <laughs> sorry again. Isn't this fun? I really mean it this time. <laughs> I love that movie, Breaking Away. If you haven't seen Breaking Away, it is worth your time. And But can I guess the three states Bloomington's are in? So inspirational, that movie. Yes, I bet you'll get one of them. I, did, I knew one of them. Well, right. I do know Indiana. Right. Okay. The other one, I'll give you a hint. The Mall of America is there. Mitch. St. Paul is Mi- also. Missouri. St. <laughs> Paul, Missouri. <laughs> I was a boy in St. Paul, Missouri. My people and I used to go out on his propeller boat out on the bayou. <laughs> I feel like I've told you this already, but I changed schools between fifth and sixth grade. And at my old school, we hadn't done the states yet. You had just, and at the new school, uh, they had already done them. So you I missed in. it entirely. That concludes our conversation about Minnesota. Oh, but I have a question. Oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, the new girl. <laughs> when I was a high school senior, I thought that New England was a state. And my friend Lisa Lanyon's mom was so mad at me that she planned an entire trip because she was from Boston. She planned an entire summer trip for her daughter and I to go on uh, so that I would learn about New England because I knew nothing about it. Wow. that's Well, I can see you thinking that because you're a big football person, the Patriots. You might as well assume New England Patriots. What other football teams are named after? Areas. Areas or concepts. I feel like none. 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 Oh. So, go Patriots. And and then, of course, B- Bloomington, Maine. Yes. And who can forget Bloomington, Spaha, California. <laughs> <laughs> Spa, the Spaha area? <laughs> yes. The, get, a, get a Latin rub down at the spa, spa Bloomington Spa. What is your um, opinion feeling about getting massages from men? Opinion slash feeling? Yeah. I have, I'm actually uh, extremely comfortable uh, with that concept. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think that I'm more comfortable if it were, let's say, I need one of my groin rubdowns. W- one of? Yeah, one of my monthly groin rubdowns. <laughs> no. I would rather it be a man because I, I have a feeling, although I guess I'd be confronted even more so if it's something, you know, it just... Well, my life's a little different, but I have a feeling I would not. You know, everyone has the fear of when you see a doctor or something that you'll just uh, get a boner. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, and I have I that a lot. I think that there's a chance. I had a, I went to this place where they, it was like a Korean massage place, and they're really hard on you. And those ladies Emotionally? Were, they just were like, hey, is this, I think they were hinting like, I we can do this too. And I'm like, oh no, no, that's okay. But my penis didn't recognize their efforts. So I think... So you weren't going to pay for it. I, my point is I'm asexual. No. <laughs> Simply not true. <laughs> Pardon me. Yes. I think that's really weird that you can... That for a lot of men, that's just kind of like an end of massage bonus. I, if, if they want. You hear that more often than I think it is. You think it's more of a rumor? Yeah, I think it is. I'd like to think so. That jack shacks are just gossip? Well, I mean, in town, I think there are just cheap massage places. But in Texas, it was hilarious that late at night, there was roadside, usually a mobile home modified, <laughs> no. that provided massage, no. sometimes deep tissue, along with the highly related lingerie model. <laughs> what? Let's say you pull a groin <laughs> trying to buy your wife some fancy underpants. Damn. <laughs> 
you didn't have time to see if they will fit her. Mm. And you have this pulled groin issue. That you, you can there's a one stop shop where you can get those <laughs> muscles loosened up and have someone spin around in that new negligee <laughs> and then you can go, Yep, that'll fit my wife. Mm. Oops, I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> In a in a mobile home on the side of the road. <laughs> right next to three churches. <laughs> no. Texas, you know you do it. Texas, you got it all. You go you're like your own funny country. <laughs> Texas, man, you don't just melt cheese on everything and make it better. No, there's much more. Yeah. You bring titties to church. <laughs> oh, Texas. <laughs> what? How many bruises are the minimum of those lingerie models in those mobile homes, do you think? Are we just talking Uh, legs? (laughs) Yes. It's hard to be a working single mama. I know it. (laughs) You don't have to tell me. (laughs) Damn. You fill up your pants and it's just like (laughs) bruise. Bruises, a xylophone of bruises. All I all I can picture in my head is a thigh with a dark purple bruise, but then it's also kind of pale where it's like, oh, that shouldn't be out. But it's out on display. That you don't have enough iron in your diet. That's right. Yeah. That maybe you drink too much Mountain Dew. I just started, yes, that <laughs> half your blood is a, it's a percentage of dew. Yeah. Um, you're literally doing the dew. <laughs> you're doing it to your heart. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I didn't used to bruise. I was like, oh, I'm a man. I don't bruise. I'm hard as a rock. Now I bruise. Yeah. It's really, it's a weird point in your life where you'll just bump your side of your arm on your dresser and then there's just a big purple speaking of which sorry to interrupt can we take a spider check i'm yeah my spider bite's doing okay it looks Um, great it just looks like a patch of dry skin i see nothing from over here especially compared to i mean it was over two weeks ago yeah it was did did i tell you that someone saw it and said that's an allergic reaction you have to jam this epi pen in your leg (gasps) really which is like uh, the scene from Pulp Fiction. It's, it's, uh, there's, what is in it that made me feel like I was on cocaine? Ephedrine? Ephed, I think that was in it. And, uh, I think. Epipen? I just, I wanted to see or if I could. Or epinephrine or something like yeah, that. Yeah, maybe that's why the epi and ep, yeah, you're it's right. It's an upper. I w- it would have taken me all day and a stack of papers to have come to that conclusion. <laughs> but I wanted to see if I could do it to myself. So, and I, she was like, it's not, they were lawyers. And so they, if it was bad, I think they would have thought we shouldn't have them do this. We're successful lawyers. This is a bad idea. Yes. They we'll were like, be liable. Yeah. And, okay. and it was kind of itching and I had bites from being on the river. So I, uh, stabbed it in there. All of my mosquito bites disappeared. Really? Um, but it didn't really affect the spider bite. So I don't know if it, I don't even know if it was a spider bite. It's not like I saw him say, see you later, and then rappel down. It could have been a different kind of bite. Yeah, or just a weird reaction to something. It was a, it was a crazy looking. Yeah, it had that circle. It's still the remains. Oh, of the, I see. The circle. There. I see a tiny, it looks, it looks like a bruise now. And the minute I stabbed my leg with this thing, um, this was my friend's friend. They had this nice, missed out fire, fire-like apartment in San Francisco that had to be... There were two lawyers. They're doing fine. But Don't worry the, about them. I won't. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> they're doing okay. Okay. Uh, they, they had two cats called Maine Coons. Like yes. The state of Maine. And they were... One of them was huge. The other one was fairly normal size, but they were beautiful cats with like giant... I like cats, you know. I even like yeah. I every cat I've ever had I found in a trash can sucking on some fish bones. 
But these cats, <laughs> with a little brown hat. These were like breeded, you know. They were embarrassed to say, but they want this. The the, the husband was not a cat person, so they like looked up which which cats were trainable and dog like. Yes, apparently which, made, which cats are most like dogs. These cats could shake. They'd go shake. They'd hold up their paw. She would say, "Rolled over," and they hesitantly, when you looked away like cats, then they would be like, okay, I'll roll over now that you aren't telling me to. <laughs> and she would run around the apartment and this giant cat like broom, broom, would chase her and when she'd stop, he'd get down low. <laughs> I, I've never seen a cat chase a person yeah, like intensely. And so I'm on... I'm all hyped up on my Pulp Fiction stuff and they could tell <laughs> I'm this guy's on something. He's a weirdo. Usually cats like me, but not when I'm all hyped up. No. On some leg juice. Yeah, they're like, stay away from the drug addict. So I'm, I'm betting them, and I'm just like, the cat just was letting it know that he could have taken off my fingers. Sure. But God, they were beautiful. I want one. Sure. Will you show me how big with your hands? I'm not kidding. Wow. That long, one of them. The other one that big. But they were huge. And they had like lynx ears, like tufts of black hair. They were amazing, and they're. I've from, seen pictures, but I've never. I don't think I've seen one in real oh, life. Oh, uh, yeah, Google. I went down a whole just a Maine Coon wormhole, <laughs> wormhole on the old enunciate, enunciate broadcast journalism. Eight one eight till I die. <laughs> uh, pictures online of just cats that were. It looked photoshopped, mm-hmm. like people like going, and their like their faces are red, and they're just slumped over. They're as big as dogs. They're. They're huge, yeah. It's, they're so neat. Uh, but these people, like, paid thousands of dollars for them. You know, normally they, that would make me mad because there's so many just lame cats in yeah. the uh, – but Maine Coon cats, I think, are worth it. Yeah. I guess if you just kept going and overlooking all these other needy cats, you could eventually find one well, and like rescue it. But it's like you're saying I kind of want a bobcat more than I want a right. house cat. Yeah. Because they that's what they are. But they're smart and gentle. It's they're just I can't say enough nice things <laughs> about these Maine Coons. Maybe there is a Maine Coon rescue that Maybe I'll go to Maine. Maybe. They are indigenous to Maine. That wasn't just one of my signature word jokes. <laughs> really cuz it was hilarious. <laughs> well, thank you. As is my signature. Slow burn. <laughs> no initial laughing. But yeah. But a thinker. Once you go home, you're like, oh yeah, I guess oh. he kind of had a point there. Yeah, it did end quickly. That makes me laugh every <laughs> time when you do a kind of a short stopper. Yeah, oh, yeah. I love that. It's all about timing. I'm expecting three. No, you only gave me half. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no conclusion <laughs> or punch. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, I want to. Another friend had a Maine. Co- oh yeah, in in Missoula, my friend said, oh, I have a Maine Coon that I got at a at a shelter and the cat came out and just looked like a regular cat mm. with some of the character traits but obviously the runt of its group and not worth the thousands <laughs> of dollars to be the kind of cat I would bring on my boat. <laughs> now when did you get this boat? Oh, this yacht I got? Uh-huh. Oh, I got that yacht. <laughs> oh. I've I was born in it. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I was born with it. You're born in that boat. The SS Maybelline. <laughs> Maybe I was born with it. Oh, man. I oh, gotta, shoot. Every, I can just hear those podcast radios clicking off. No, they they just turned it up, too. 
yeah. degrees. Yeah, they just changed the <laughs> setting from classical to rock and roll. <laughs> They're like, I better get some treble on here. This guy's <laughs> rocking out. And uh, he's got a monotone, low voice. I could use <laughs> so some just treble. Be more more yeah. exciting for me. More exciting. The listener. Less Muppet like. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, um, I went, yeah, Bloomington was great. It was fun to do shows with April, like a lot of my friends. You just do short sets like you guys do the show at the Improv. I never see a longer set yeah. from her. I've never seen these long bits that work on the road, and it, she was great. It was really fun. Oh, good. Yeah. She is, I think she is so hilarious. She did the, have you ever done that show that's at the, it's like the Foreign Legion place that's on Highland. It's that really old-fashioned, um, like, Veterans Memorial building, and it's a downstairs bar. And it's kind of a famous uh, Hollywood movie shoot spot. Huh, maybe I would know it if I was there shooting a movie. Yeah, probably. Well, yeah. it's like an Art Deco-looking bar. Okay. And I think they did some of the shots of uh, The Shining in part of this place. Oh, wow. So it's like part. right by Hollywood Boulevard? <clears throat> it's like, Highland? it's up It's up Highland on the way to the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, okay. It's kind of stuck over on the side, like I don't think you'd notice it. Oh, okay. But there's a girl that does a show there, I think either once a week or once a month, and I went with April because she had to do it and she went last and there was you know like eight people on the show so she's like dude dude I'm last and she was bumming out she goes you know what I'm gonna do I'm just gonna take that microphone and walk through the crowd I'm like oh be careful oh she told me about that yeah she was it, so funny because I was like there's a lot of just old vets here that yeah. kind of maybe don't want this shit and she was so funny and, and the s- mic was like wasn't working maybe or she just yeah, at one point she just started talking like theater style but I just I hadn't seen her do that much stand up I've been friends with her for a while yeah but uh, that was probably the third show I'd gone to of hers and yeah. she was just hilarious yeah it's 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 fun to see it's fun to see friends do good and also there's that stage of comedy where you've done it enough times where things like that like for a long time shows like that would would shake me and I wouldn't give a good performance because I'd be all mad about the scenario oh, I was in. When you're in a restaurant and they don't know there's going to be comedy and they're yeah. trying to eat. And, and I, all I can do is empathize with the people in the audience and know for a fact they hate me. That's yeah. all I can do and everything that goes after that is kind of a waste of time because it's I'm just not having a good time. Yeah. But then there's this weird, and I, for me it was like after doing comedy for years and years and years, it took forever. Then I was like, it's all enjoyable yeah. because who gives a shit? Yeah. Like at the really at the end of the day, like this is all just scenario management, really. Yeah. As opposed to I was supposed to get a standing ovation and I'm not going to get it. Yeah. But it took me forever to kind of learn that. Yeah, and sometimes it takes you like approaching it differently like walking around the room or I did a show like that once and I just sat at a table and it was candlelit and I never sit and do stand up I just uh, I think there was like lanterns and so they were so I just put my face <laughs> near the lantern and acted like my ghosts were go, my stories were ghost stories my jokes were ghost stories it's fun to tell your jokes in like a spooky like you're telling a ghost story. And yeah. when else are you going to do that? At a comedy club? No, in a weird situation where your back's against the wall and there's spooky lanterns. You have to have a lantern. You have to. If there's curtains, you have to have lanterns. <laughs> this is I'm just talking about old-timey restaurant Hollywood. <laughs> Please yeah. have at least one bale of hay. And a petite filet <laughs> on the menu. Everything has to be a la carte. I'm tired of telling this city how it should be run. But you know, yeah. So been, you might as well tell hey, them. I've been here coming up on a decade and a half. Oh yeah, 
Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm not sure what accent I was trying to do. No, I don't know why I was doing an accent. I I went into a really weird one. So after in Bloomington, they didn't... I just change subjects all the time. Go for it. And after they didn't recognize the movie Breaking Away, which is the best. The best movie. It's so inspirational. As a kid, it it was... I just loved it. Because it's the underdogs uh, just really giving what for to those Richie Jock socias. Yeah. And uh, but I, I just was talking about Daniel Stern and how, in that movie and in every movie, City Slickers, uh, Home Alone, he at some point takes it in the balls. <laughs> yes, and that's like a thing. It's so often in every movie that uh, several times in Home Alone, paint can, and uh, you know, there's all these nut shots, and he's he's the only actor that, or the first, I think that. There's the initial pain when he gets hit in the balls, and then he crosses his eyes. Because the pain is so great that it becomes euphoric. <laughs> it's like, oh, and then he's, I'm crossing my eyes right now. And then he like faints. It's like, that's how bad. It hurts so bad that it hurt kind of good. Yeah. He has the perfect face for it, too. Yeah. With those big bulbous kind of are almost already crossed eyes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, one time I saw him on Abbott Kinney rummaging through the trash, swearing. No, no. Like the kid in Parenthood that lost his retainer. He was just going, fuck, god damn it. Like he lost his phone or something. <sighs> but he was, his shirt was dirty and he looked crazy. And people are like, oh, they like scooted away. They thought he was a homeless guy. And I'm like, that's Daniel Stern, everybody. <laughs> what, <clears throat> what was he doing? He was digging through the garbage and then he went to dig through another garbage. I think he had lost something, but he looked like someone ferociously trying to find part of a good <clears throat> sandwich. That's insane. It was insane. I, I love that movie. My father loves that movie, and he used to call us Cyril when we would screw things up all the time. Cyril! What's if that? you drop something on the ground. Cyril what? was Daniel Stern's character's name. Oh, that's He was funny. like just the big dipshit of the group. So my dad would call you Cyril if you like messed something up. And, <coughs> Go yeah, ahead. And who's the character then, the little guy that in the beginning, the most memorable scene where he's like, punch the clock and get to work, and he just punches the clock with his fist and it breaks, and he, I quit. Yes. I was like, yes, guitar riff. Well, you know, that's the guy. Um, <sighs> he emerged later as a scary, he became scary looking. He was in Little Children as the pedophile. Right. I've never he, seen that. That's the scene. It's so upsetting. Swimming in a pool. That's like a happiness type movie. It, right? it is. It's very upsetting, but it's actually a great movie. It's um, unbelievable to watch. Like so much tension. So his from, name's Jackie Earl Haley. Okay, yeah, that is. How'd you do that? Because I, I am desperate too. Because I really adore him. I love his face. I love his acting. The second I saw him in Bad News Bears when I was a kid, I was like, "Who is that? I love him." What was his name in Bad News Bears? He's the first Jackie Earl Haley that is an actor that didn't try and shoot uh, President Reagan. <laughs> am I right? I think he was in Bad News Bears. Yeah, he was the coolest bad news bear. Wait, his was his name Mike in the bad news bears? Boy. Kelly Leak. Kelly, Kelly Leak. Leak. Thank yeah. you. How the what? But then what was his name in uh, Breaking Away? Do you know? No, I don't. Oh, that was so good. Wow. Kelly Leak was legendary. He's this, like smoking first baseman or whatever. Yeah. And then he didn't do anything after some episodic stuff in the late 90s. And then all of a sudden. And then boom. Scared. Little Children, I think he got an Oscar for. Boom. Watchmen. Watchmen. He's so scary. good in that. He's scary. so scary. What's that, Scarecrow? I think I, I think that's a Batman character. Oh. But he is mad. What's his name? Rorschach. Rorschach. Thank you, Rorschach. Ah, Aaron. Man. We Boom. Have to, 
What if this was, well, we'd have to be answering them as questions, but what if this was Jeopardy? This <laughs> well, was Jeopardy. Jeopardy! I would have lost already. Oh, I'm I think, afraid. well, kid, that's got... incorrect. You would not <laughs> oh, have lost. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, you're not an expert on anything. Alex, you don't know any of this stuff. It's on the cards. Quit being condescending to your guests. And grow that know. mustache back. Oh, God, we Please, God. You look just like Bird Reynolds without it. A guy with fish <laughs> lips. Grow that stash back. What game show would, do you think you would do the best on? I think I'm afraid Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> Does that shame you? Once as a kid, there was just an S and some spaces, and I said, Steve Lawrence and Edie Gourmet. <laughs> I just knew it. And you got it right? Yes. That's awesome. Maybe it was my dad, but Did I you? remember... <laughs> I guess I wasn't at the time familiar with their work. Look, it happened. Yeah. Whether you were there to watch it happen or you made it happen, my, it's the same feeling. Yeah, my dad's brain is similar enough to mine to where I can take some credit. Yeah, take that credit. For some of the things he's done. Yeah. Like uh, a, set, a pro- property appraisal. I take credit for some of those. <laughs> Do you? No, that's silly. That's just silly talk. <laughs> what, did I already tell you the story of the time that uh, I was at lunch with a guy that I dating is a generous word that I was hanging out with and we were playing like 20 questions uh-huh. and in one guess I think in two guesses I got it was a celebrity that he was thinking of and uh-huh. I got Pat Morita I said is it a woman he said no and I said Pat Morita and then oh my God. got up and left that lunch and he was like alright I don't want to go out with you anymore because <laughs> you're a witch <laughs> well I'm sure I feel like I've told you that story already. You scared him. No, I didn't know that about the Pat Marina. Yeah. I remember every time that guy's name is mentioned. <laughs> Me too now. I think the one thing, not not in his defense or to take away from your magic, but everyone's always got Pat Marina on their brain. Think so? Yeah. He's always at the top of that. That knowing smile. <laughs> yeah. All that advice. <laughs> yeah. Wisdom. Yeah. You don't know you're getting it at first. You think you're just working. But. Yeah, you just think you're being used. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it turns out, I think a good, probably seven months later, you realize you're going to win because of him. Yeah, as long as the person you're fighting is screaming about car wax and fences, yeah. <laughs> then you'll know what to do. It's kind of important. That was the one thing. It's like, how do you... I mean, if you're fighting cars, you're fine. <laughs> if you're fighting a crane, you'll be okay. Yes. And then other than that, don't fight. Yeah. Probably. No. No, Mm-mm. you are not equipped to fight just a human coming at you with human arms. <laughs> Do you remember the the game show Tic-Tac-Doe? Tic-Tac-Doe? Yeah. Not toe? No. Doe. Doe like money? Oh, no, I don't. <laughs> Why did I think of deer, a female deer? <laughs> you just thought it was a terrible name? Yeah, <clears throat> Tic-Tac-Doe. Wink Martindale was the host. And there was a tic-tac-toe board mm-hmm. that was all lit up with bulbs. And there was uh, trivia questions. And then if you got it right, you got to put X's and O's like the Hollywood squares. But oh, okay. it was a smaller version. But behind one of the squares, there was a dragon. <laughs> I really think it was their opportunity to put a scary doe. <laughs> <laughs> like a deer with huge fangs? Why? Well, it's not tic-tac dragon. <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> what that why was there a dragon they're I just like oh it you was gotta. the 80s no one had to do anything well 
It's, it was going to happen either way. They're and like, then it's a dragon. They all put out a cigarette in a giant <laughs> yeah. ashtray. Pour that scotch. <laughs> what else should we do? A variety show? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Let's find a reason to get your secretary to walk in here. <laughs> she says the <laughs> crassest things. <laughs> The Dirty Mouth Secretary, uh, this fall on NBC. <laughs> Starring Fran Drescher. <laughs> Sorry, I feel like my nose is running. That's okay. I apologize. It's That's gross. usually me. I'm usually that guy. That's right. How are your joints? Let's check in. It's They're okay as a whole. My hip is not good. It is hurting. It have is. you been swimming? I have, but it seems like it doesn't care. It doesn't care anymore? I need to swim more, maybe. Yeah, I did some things while in Montana. I was in Montana for about ten days, and I d- I went like uh, stand up paddle boarding, and I went water skiing, and I went skateboarding with some pals, and I did some d- damage, I think, to where it's like swimming didn't. But swimming always feels good. Yeah, even if it's hurting. So hey, and I I've think- been wa- I like it in the Olympics now. I'm like watching swimming. Isn't it the best? It's pretty impressive now that I. I'm learning to swim, especially the fact that they don't have to wear a snorkel from Ross Dress for Less. <laughs> That's right. They uh, almost never do. Although I heard in Rio, uh, some of the swimmers were wearing snorkels because the water was so cloudy. Oh, wow. When they first got there. That's what I would do. You don't want that on your mucous membranes. No, you can't have it. Yeah, it was supposed to be a little. My favorite is the shot they take underneath because you're underwater and they're underwater. Mm-hmm. It's the greatest. You it's- can see what they're doing. It's funny, the only time it makes zero sense is with, uh, I watched the synchronized diving. And uh, so they show the dive. It's amazing how they do it. They, like, touch hands and instinctively know when they're going to, that's how they, the guys would do it. It was funny, they'd zoom in on their hands, lightly touching, but you can tell which divers were kind of homophobic. They didn't <laughs> commit, they're just, like, hovering and kind of <laughs> tapping. But the other, there's other guys that are like, hey, buddy, and then it's totally, they're phalange to phalange. But anyway. They're like, I'm not your boyfriend. <laughs> Do not put that on me. And we're and then, so they'd show the dive, and then the camera goes underwater after the dive, I guess to show their entry into the water, but then they flip around. Everyone's Speedo was coming off. Oh. And they're just showing butts. Yes. <laughs> just welcome to the butt show. When was this, yesterday? Yeah, it was a few days ago. Shit. So many butts. It was funny. <laughs> like, like uh, you know, I can appreciate just some young diving butts. Now, hold on. Like, Look at those free butts. Wait a second. We signed up for those butts. Were you watching certain cable channels in your hotel room? This mm. was not the Olympics. I, it, by, I pressed by... And I bought the weirdest Olympic event <laughs> where it was, it was kind of like skate shooting. Uh-huh. I'm not going to finish that joke. You finish it. Uh, finish your joke. Uh, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what Olympic event I scat don't shooting. like? Scat shooting. It was more like scat shooting. No, you Those just aren't. turned it into a totally Sorry. different thing. Well, that's funny because we all know you can't get poo videos at the hotel. <laughs> Not with the parental restrictions that I always put on myself. Projectile diarrhea as an Olympic event. <laughs> Scat shooting. As a as an erotic film or Olympic yeah. event. It Just is. anyone at the Sheraton wants to see that, so you might as well offer it. <laughs> Just uh, Oh, honey, w- there's big jugs, or we got underwater diarrhea. Oh, my God, water diarrhea. Probably one of the best events at the Dirty Olympics. <laughs> 
that's funny. Uh, that's fun. I haven't been out of town. Just thinking about staying in a hotel room is so appealing to me. I haven't it, gone like on a trip in so long. Yeah, April and I were talking about where is it a bad thing if we prefer a hotel that like I wasn't. Neither of us were looking forward to going home to our own rooms. Yeah, because the there's nothing in a hotel. It's just a clean slate. There's nothing to worry about. There's nothing. The say hey, you should take care of me. Yeah, some talking stack of bills. If you can imagine the envelopes being lips. <laughs> Pay me. But and then I've lived it for four years. <laughs> the pillows fluff me. <laughs> you know, you're always at home. There's this pressure to fluff your pillows. You've got to have the fluffedest pillows in the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, otherwise you are poor. You. Are. <laughs> <laughs> but at a hotel, there's like nothing. It's always a com- more comfortable than my bed. Clean always. sheets, more quieter clean than my sheets. And uh, yeah, it's, I love hotels, and the I only- sleep so well in them. Yes, it's so quiet. Yeah. But the only problem I had, it's not a problem anymore, hopefully, but when I would when I we would go do shows on the road or whatever, when I would go back to the hotel, I had no problem, never thought twice about ripping open that $8 bag of peanut M&Ms to eat while I watched TV at midnight or yep. 2 a.m. Or watch a movie. You bet $12 for a <laughs> old Transformers. Yes, <laughs> I want. I want to pay more than it's worth. Yeah, Please, I'm I in a hotel. D- I always do. I always raid that fridge, and it's like, oh, I spent fifty dollars. Yes, <laughs> it's so wrong, and yet the best thing, the best feeling. Yeah, nothing. It's you're on vacation, kind of every time. Even if you're there for work, which is the only time I'm usually in a hotel. More so if you're there for work. Yeah. Then you have all this like escape energy. Yeah. I yeah. need to. Oh, that was so hard. I need to. Be soothed in all these different ways. This bag of M&M's will do. (laughs) Oh, gummy bears? Don't mind if I do. (laughs) The best. Yeah, I had a a good time. It was a nice hotel. Did you have, did they have gummy bears? They didn't, it wasn't like that. It was more, it was pretty standard. Uh, There wasn't like a, it was a nice room though. But they didn't have a fridge. They did have a coffee maker. That's key. It was such a cheap hotel coffee maker that I wasn't sure of the tray that you put the coffee. It's like a little puck of grounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The tray itself was so flimsy and plastic that I'm like, am I even supposed to reuse this? <laughs> you throw half of it away. <laughs> I did throw it away. And then when they did my room, I didn't get a new. I threw away part of the coffee maker. Oh. suppose I'll be seeing that on my bank. My 7535. I was... Our flight was like a nighttime flight going there. Um, oh, you got to ride first class, didn't you? Yeah, it April was great. told me she had the points, and she it was <laughs> the best. It's the be- it is the dream to me. First class is the be- the best thing that can happen to you in life. Oh, God. including babies. It was the best. Yeah, and there was no babies in there. Oh, nice. Coincidentally, and and we just both acted like rich twelve year olds. Yeah, she had a big giant coke, and I had. <laughs> All the whiskey that should have gone with it, and uh, we had a great time. That's so awesome. Blankets. They kept. Bo- they were almost bothering us too much. Yeah. What else do you want? That's how they do it. Did you have warm nuts, like, right as you sat down? No, nor a warm towel. Huh. Usually I thought, they give you that, it's just a tradition. Here's a hot towel, and you hold, you're like, what do I do? And you have to watch someone else. I guess put it on my face. Okay, here <laughs> we go. Right. Too hot! Too hot! <laughs> they just... See if you have a high pain tolerance right when you sit down. So then they know what, what they can do with and not with you. Yeah, yeah. And then, so that that part was great. But uh, I before that flight, 
I uh, it was like, I'll go swimming. I'll go eat at this uh, Whole Foodie type. Mar- it wasn't Whole Foods, but a, a marketplace. And I ate. And as I sat down, I was wearing my gym shorts because I was going to go gym swimming. <laughs> and something seemed to shift in my pocket. And I looked down to see if I dropped something. And nothing was there. I should have looked more thoroughly because I drove all the way to the gym. And I realized that, that was my wallet. And then I realized I have a flight in like an hour and a half. And I just lost my wallet. And I have no idea where my passport is. And that street is just riddled with people with grocery carts and yelling at parking meters with pee and poo on them. Ugh. And uh, <laughs> and so I drove back, and it wasn't there. And the 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 market didn't uh, the grocery place didn't have it, and uh-huh. I was kind of panicked. And went home, couldn't find my passport. I'm like, I don't have any other picture ID. I'm so ill-equipped, and I had to cancel all my cards and and uh, thinking about what else I had to cancel. And then on Twitter, someone said, "I found your wallet." <gasps> And I want to thank her now, but maybe I shouldn't be saying people's names all willy-nilly. But it was just some girls walking by, and she grabbed it. Say her first name. People like that. She, Eleanor. Oh. Thank you, Eleanor. You're the best. If Eleanor, you have, you're a godsend. Eleanor. It's with an E. Um, so it's Eleanor, maybe. Oh. I don't know. Uh, but she, I'm so I'm so thankful that like a good person found my wallet, looked you know, looked up my name on Twitter, matched the photo. You know, it was, there's no other. Made reason. an effort for you. Yeah. That's on face, unbelievable. On Facebook, too, found me. And I'm like, I'll come get it right now. Like, pretty Thank on God. the way to the flight. Thank God. Yeah, she's the best. Hello. She was cool. And I was like, please keep the money in it. There was like 40 bucks in it. Please keep it. I insist. She's like, nah, it's okay. Use it. And I'm like, what? What are you, rich? And I went to her place, and it was super nice. <laughs> Oh, you don't need my <laughs> shitty $40. You live in a neon floating condo box. By the sea? Oh, near the sea. Shit, yeah. It was a beautiful place. But, That's uh, so lucky. Yeah, yeah. I, so it really, it started the week off on a high note. Yay! Yay! That, Yay! That's a high note. Uh, that reminds me that I have let my passport expire, and that's bad. Yeah, uh, and I gonna, should change that. <laughs> I should do that too. Mine's coming up. Maybe I should preemptively do it. I never do anything that isn't last minute or I, late. I know. In fact, we were talking about mail, the mail pile earlier. Mm-hmm. I had a friend come over, and he helped me open every piece of mail on my counter. That's a nice friend. I know. It was really cool because he was helping me with other financial. Was he stuff. Charles Grodin? <laughs> I wish. I always just think that too. <laughs> the Duke. Yeah. If he came over and opened my mail for me. That movie, Dave. I don't know if it, it's so. It's so good. Where he he's like he's the president. Yeah, it's one of those loose eighties like thing where he's like he's a twin, but he doesn't know him. He just happens to look just like him. So the real president's in a coma. They don't want to alarm anyone so they hire this actor to be him and he ends up being a better president it's kevin klein right he acts like obama the whole time yeah Yeah. (laughs) he becomes he patches up his marriage he fixed the budget by by uh calling over charles groden who's just an accountant and he (laughs) in millions of billions of dollars like figures out the budget (laughs) during a one minute montage scene (laughs) it's just the best such a good movie also charles groden i started watching a terrible movie about a child who had four imaginary people that were ghosts. Well, when he was born, the ghosts had just all gotten in a bus accident and died at the same time. So it was Kira Sedgwick, Charles Grodin, um, that guy that was on drugs and on the rehab show, who's a great actor, Tom Sizemore. Oh, yeah, yeah. And He's scary, though. 
Yeah. Well, he's like a he's white drugs in per, in in body yeah, and spirit. Yeah. Maybe not anymore. Maybe. Didn't, didn't he like slap around some hookers and he, stuff? Uh, Heidi Fleiss Fleiss. was his girlfriend for a while, oh, but I yeah. think they were both on crazy white drugs together. Sure, sure. It really goes, you know, off the rails. Yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> See, I would have I would have rejoiced in that moment. No, You're embarrassed it happened. It felt bad Hell. to me. Um, <laughs> but also with the what's the woman's name? Black actress that's so good and everything and has been in one million things. Well, if I guess and I don't get it right, then I'm racist. So I, I know. Can't. I know. Whatever. <laughs> it's a terrible movie that Charles Grodin alone was making me watch because yeah. he's so real and good and you feel like you know that person. I've always liked him. So I've always good. liked him. Gold, Goldie Hawn, Chevy Chase romps. He's just always, <laughs> I've always liked him so much. So the best. This goes out to Charles Grodin this episode. To Charles Grodin and Eleanor. What, two great people in Los Angeles? Yeah, yeah. There's somewhere here. I bet there's more. I'm sure he maybe lives in Vermont or something. Yeah, there's no way he lives Seems like he lives in Vermont. Yeah. Under a sweater factory. (laughs) (laughs) Just takes it easy all the time. Yes, cardigan in it up. Yeah. (laughs) My favorite thing is, remember when Charles Grodin had his own kind of like a Charlie Rose show on CNN or MSNBC? I can't remember what it was on. Did, but it was, was like kind of a news show. Yeah, what happened to that? I don't know, watch? but it was so funny. And one time they they were taking calls, and he goes, "Who, whatever the person, you know, it was like James in Delaware. This is your big chance." <laughs> That's how he introduced a caller. I was just like, I love him so much. Yeah, he's the best. Yeah, Charles Grodin. Yeah, good oh, comedy. Good guy. Good. Good. Good at comedy. Good guy, good guy. Good Maybe kind of grumpy. I bet he's kind of grumpy. If you good, that's him, what I like. like. You know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. I oh wait, you look just looked like him. Do yeah, it. yeah. What I would did he feel? Say? I probably can't do it again. I was in the moment. Let's see, really quick. I, that's um, why I only I'm, I'm sorry one to take. You. I'm, I'm sorry one, to bother you. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I just know I'm a huge fan of Midnight Run. Uh, wanna... You know what? Uh, <laughs> thank you. Yes. Okay. There we go. <laughs> that was really. Thank you. I can't. You seem nice. No, I'm trying on sweaters. I'm walking my dog. Uh, Chris's eyes are so Charles Grodin pinched right now. Really, it's more facial Grodin than an audible voice Grodin. Yeah, but I'm very really, face I'm Grodin. Grodin it up. I'm Grodied out. I'm and Grodied what do you think Grodin to the max? If, <laughs> if Howard Kramer was hanging out with Charles Grodin, what would he interject yeah. with? Hey, Charles Grodin, I have, I'm doing a summer fest thing <laughs> where people go on jet skis, and I wonder if you could cook the lobsters because I know you live in Maine or Vermont. Oh. No. <laughs> it's called making it fun for yourself. Yeah. And that's what I do on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I make you do things that entertain me. Just making lemonade. <laughs> We're just lemonade. Watch my fat ass twist, boy. It's lemonade. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> my phone keeps. Uh, I just have a lot of people up. Com- coming through. Yeah, I I always rest easy knowing no one's calling me. Oh, yeah, well, that's a calming thought. It's all right. I'm having an off year, so <laughs> it's okay. You'll come back. Things will turn around. It goes, it's like a pendulum. Mm-hmm. All of life is a cycle. Mm-hmm. And there are social seasons just like there are seasons in nature. Yep. yep. And oftentimes in Los Angeles, since we don't get the latter kind of season, it's just you, instead of the leaves changing, I'll just realize every fall... I'm maybe hated by everyone. Yeah. And then that, come springtime, 
People want to hang out. Yeah, come springtime. I live by the beach. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's, hey, my bitterness is going to fuel me throughout the warm months. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then then it's back at Christmas. Yeah, yeah. 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 Lonely, cold Christmas. I got to say, though, we were just talking about this. There's nothing better than Christmas in Los Angeles when everyone leaves. And it is like this town is abandoned. I've never done it. I'm afraid that I will get sad. I have to go home for Christmas. It's yeah. like super important. I don't know. For a family that is not at all religious, Christmas has been, maybe because of that, Christmas is very important. Well, me. I bet it's also absolutely Father. gorgeous in Montana. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah. I got to go to the snow. Sure. What you don't know about me is I used to, I was used to snowboard so much I got I didn't even pay for my snowboards. Yeah, you were a sponsored athlete. Well, my cousin uh, Ross, uh, best friend, he's more of a second cousin. Uh, we he would give me stuff. Oh, and when I got home, Ross was uh, he said, "Well, we're going up to the lake. Uh, our, my cousin Scott is getting married," and I'm like, "Wait, he's my." <laughs> Micah, or, yeah, not Scott. I'm sorry. I I always called him. Even when I was a kid, uh, I called him Scott. Now, I've, I, now I'm in my head, and I'm, I've Embarrassed. Yeah, I've, I've, I've embarrassed because myself. Because you called him the wrong name? Yeah. Scott wasn't there. His brother Mike was. Oh. But uh, uh, this is Jim Cole's son, and he's the sweetest. Nick. <laughs> God, Nick. God damn. What's wrong with me? That's why I, I was worried, because uh, I wanted to see extended family, all my mom's aunts and cousins were going to be there and I was nervous to go but they all they haven't aged at all oh people I haven't seen since I was 15 years old in my family I knew so many people there and they were like Chris Fairbanks how you been you look great I listen to your podcast all this <gasps> that's why I panicked that yeah. I couldn't think of his name right there but uh but yeah. that's it's pressure but their brains work great <laughs> that's great news yeah. for us yeah Great news. Yeah, I've always worried about it because there's other Alzheimer's, but I think my mom's grandma and I think a uncle maybe. But the rest of them, man, it's just luck of the dice or a roll of them. Rather, How do you play with dice? I guess you'd roll them. Yeah, it's not yeah. just luck-based. Uh, you got to throw them. It's a gravity thing as well. But they were, they were with it and smart and Good. sweet and funny, and they were all rocking out to Def Leppard and stuff. I just, <laughs> it was a great wedding on a lake, and that's... Yes. That's, then I tried to paddleboard, and then I hurt my goddamn hip. And <laughs> the head. But you have to be extreme. I mean, yeah. you can't not. Yeah. So good. Yeah. That's the price you pay, which you're willing to pay, that you're grateful to pay. Yeah, I want to I wanna still be extreme, but I think my extreme days are coming to a close. But... but I'm going to get it fixed. I'm going to get surgery. Yeah, you will. It's going to work. Yeah. It's going to be great. It's d- done constantly. My dad's had it done three times. It's easy. It's an in and out procedure. It's, it's no big deal. You just leave dancing and skipping in the rain. Here's what you do. You go in, I, say you get a new hip, and get that hip, and you go out. Karen and I just drank vodka and watched like about <sighs> doctor medical stuff. Love it so much. <laughs> I, you know what would be a great podcast is if someone could retroactively in a time machine go back and just play recordings of all the drunken conversations I've had at bars. What, what kind of an experience would that be? It would feel terrible. It would be I, the worst thing. I would hate to hear myself. Even in, in, yeah, and I feel like I don't have regrets, but I would have them if I heard myself. Oh, yeah. That's the reason I don't even can't even sometimes listen to our podcast. I know you, you know right now I'm drunk. I uh, <laughs> no, just kidding. I uh, there's something Martha Kelly 
Kelly or Kella, if you're Kella. A Cajun. Martha Kelly, <laughs> you get them crawfish. Get in here, girl. Martha had this tape, and it, someone had recorded their neighbors. Yes. I think it was an old couple fighting. The like, two guys? Yeah. You, and Little man? And then set it to those puppets. Yeah. It so good. is the best thing ever. I know you're drinking because I marked a bottle. <laughs> It's, it's so dark. And it's scary. Yes. It's scary to scary old guys that live together that are just old drunks. And the Muppets look just like Sesame Street kid Muppets. Yeah. And I have to know. I have to remember. I have to find that. It's the best. There's a, it's a, well, there is a documentary also called Shut Up, Little Man. Okay. And that is the story of that whole, how oh. those guys got that recording. Oh, I don't know anything oh, about Oh, you got that. it. It's okay. called, it's great. It's uh, a documentary that the two guys that made the recording made. Is it YouTubeable? I don't know. Maybe we'll put a link. Maybe I'll put a I had a friend, and I can't remember. Laura, I don't know if you ever knew Laura Milligan. She was really short and blonde, but she was kind of punk rock. Like she'd always have like pink or green in her hair. I know. That sure sounds familiar. She was in a band with Greg Barrett, and oh, wow. she's a, she was also a performer. But she now moved, lives in San Francisco. But oh, okay. she was one of those San Francisco posse. Oh, okay. And she actually started the show when we all moved to L.A. that basically brought all the people together. It was oh. her show. Oh, cool. She's amazing. But anyway, when we lived in San Francisco, she lived in uh, in Mill Valley. And we used to go to her, uh, her apartment or her boyfriend, Mike King's apartment. And they had this tape of a guy that used to come home at night after work and going to a bar where he'd get shit-faced drunk. Then he would come home and sing into his own personal karaoke machine. Oh, wow. And he would start songs, but then he would start singing his own lyrics about his life. Oh, my God. How did she record it? How did... I don't... Uh, just a mic under a door crack? Yes, yeah, somebody... Either I think what happened is he was taping himself doing it, oh, and okay. one day when he went to work, someone broke into his apartment and stole the tape. Like I gotta get this gold mine. Yes, and we listen to it every weekend. Like we, I've listened to it so many times, and it is absolutely brilliant. It is like because it's a man kind of singing like this, but then he goes into Diane from work. You can go. Fuck is up, but it's like <laughs> to a Doors song or what you know, it's unbelievable. Oh wow. Yeah, it's amazing. That's gotta be set to Muppets. <laughs> That's and amazing. Any kind of eavesdropping is my bag. A hundred percent. Yeah, I am I, I it's cause listening to that, you it, you feel like you're doing something bad by hearing it. Yeah. You are doing something bad. And they're scary. And a guy just singing drunk by himself is kind of scary. Yes. You think there's a revolver on the table. <laughs> you know there is. Just. <laughs> and you know that you've done similar. Like, my thing is, like, a lot of times people will be like, oh, do you want to meet us at a bar? And it's not like I think, I don't want to not meet you at a bar because I don't want to drink. I know I've, it's been so long. I'm not going to start drinking again. Yeah. What I can't take is when people start to get drunk and they don't realize what they sound like. Oh, like, yeah. when you finally step over into the world of just being drunk and not giving a fuck, which, God bless, yeah. I would be there if I could. Yeah. But it just reminds me of, like, what must people have overheard me saying for that, you know, decade of time where I was never not shit-faced. I must have said the worst things at the top of my lungs in the quietest places. <laughs> I just know I did. I, yeah, I, I, know I, I know I did. I still probably do sometimes. <laughs> I think I've made a, a, it's probably a bad thing that when I've had a bunch of drinks, though, no one knows. Yeah. It's well, you're, you handle yourself, right? 
I either I handle myself or I've had so much that it doesn't. It takes more than than it's healthy to enter your body to actually make me slur. You have a very high tolerance. Very high tolerance. Yeah, which I think is bad. I mean, it just means that you've had a lot of practice. (laughs) Ah, nuts! I thought you were maybe going to say that. There was a, I the, just remember my friend Danny Ceballos used to always say, you never slur. It's so weird. And then just like, that's not good. <laughs> I just remember <laughs> thinking like, I want to be proud of it and like brag and tell people, but I know deep down it's probably not the best. Because yeah. that means I'm just used to being that way, yeah. really making yeah. that effort. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's probably, it's a, well, it's okay. I'm doing fine now. You yeah. are. Yeah, I got a handle on things. <laughs> uh, there was a time where the local skate shop in Missoula made a skate video, and I didn't have any skateboarding footage. So at the end of it, my part uh, was me drunk uh, in an apartment in, when I was living in Bend, Oregon, snowboarding every day. So there wasn't snowboard footage. It was just me singing in a tub and uh, riding around on some broomstick and my underwear was down and uh, I was just doing a witch impression. And oh. I believe I, there was a moment in it where I'd thrown up. And, <laughs> and that was my, my name was on it. And I <laughs> and it was kind of funny, but I saw it and I was like, guys, I really, I did not sign off on this. Um, my friends made the video and they yeah. thought, oh, this to us, great. this is funny. But outside of our peer group, it's a sad kid. Right. Yeah. Jeff. Although that's when you're supposed to do stuff like that. Yeah. I, I mean, was if young. you're a young skateboarder yeah, yeah. and you're not doing that, yeah. go fuck yourself. Actually, I'd love to see that footage. I would. I would never stop laughing. <laughs> I think the last time I saw it, I was like, God, I th- I was in good shape. <laughs> There's a lot to be proud of. Yeah. Look at that guy. Is he doing wrong? Like he's almost got abs. Look at he likes witches. That's good. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. It's dangerously a broken broom, too. It should not have been between my legs. Oh, yeah, no. You had to be careful with that. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. A lot a lot of people beat themselves up for getting drunk. Mm. Like, they're like, oh, I got so drunk at the bar last night. I got so drunk at that party. It's like, what were you supposed to do? Yeah. <laughs> like, the, especially in L.A., I think, because so many people, like, keep their shit tight because they're always networking or whatever. Right. But ultimately, it's like, if you're at a bar or if you're at a party, you're supposed to get drunk. There's times where... I don't blame myself because I I just – there's t- days where I just don't. I'm not that hungry and I maybe eat once in the morning and then I don't eat the rest of the day. And then I'm like, oh, I'll have a couple drinks with a friend. And then I haven't eaten and I'm a cartoon hobo burping up bubbles yep. with all my belongings in a kerchief <laughs> on a stick all of a sudden. And I can't. I'm like, how did this happen? Oh yeah, I forgot to eat. You well, did. That's the Kai Omega mistake, where yeah. you didn't eat, but you got drunk. Who's Kai Omega? Just a sorority girl. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you mean Sigma Kai Omega? <laughs> Should I do my one? Kappa Cappuccino joke? Would you? This <laughs> 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 is just really a, a fraternity that's on edge. They've had too much coffee. Oh, I see. Yes. Yeah, that thank you. Yeah. Their their dead mother or whatever just only made them coffee. Oh, I thought you said their dead mother. <laughs> dead. <laughs> this, 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 this fraternity has layers. That, their dead mother's haunting them and it makes them drink. Yeah. 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 That could happen. It's coffee. Uh, uh, there we go. Sorry, we had to uh, test. That was a test of the emergency broadcast system. The next time you hear that, 
uh, wind. Wind is going <laughs> to peel off your roof. Oops. Wind. Sorry, we have to stop for a minute here. Boop. <laughs> well, that concludes our test. Just a test. Sorry. No big deal. You don't know what to do if it's the real thing, though. So next time, we, even if it is a test, put on a helmet and get in your bathtub. Yes, please. You don't know what's coming. And helmet up anything else nearby. A cat. A plant. <laughs> you better have helmets, because you're going to need one. Every dish in the pantry. Put a helmet on your toaster. <laughs> get the mailman indoors. <laughs> oh, that'd be so... That's a funny scene from something. A twister starting. Someone sees a mailman. They run, grab him, put a helmet on his head, and put him in the bathtub yeah. and hang out with him in the bathtub. And then they start opening mail. Look at yeah. this shit. Yeah. I hope this isn't the last bill I get. And the <laughs> roof starts shaking. And then it leaves town. The mailman goes on his way. And they never speak of it again. <laughs> because there's shame in being the bath in yeah. the bathtub with another person. Plus, you don't want to get to know your mailman. No, God, no. They're then they want to use your bathroom. Yeah. You don't want to piss them off either. You no, know? no, 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 no. <laughs> get ri- say goodbye to those Val packs. You think you're going to get coupons in the mail? If you piss that guy off? Hell no. Come on. Don't be crazy. I like it. How much longer? Uh, should we talk? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Close. We don't have a guest today. That's okay. I, when we take breaks like this, I think we and you and I enjoy it the most. Yep. And I think uh, our guests really like it when we have these reunions. They love it. They love not being here. Well, because when we're apart... Then I like I need to recalibrate with the actual person I do the podcast with. Yeah. When there's another person here, I, most of the time I'm always like, yeah, our settings are off. We have to recalibrate. We have to recalibrate, and we know what the team is doing. We function as a bilateral unit, and the comedy. Then, if you could see my hands right now, listeners, there, my fingers are intertwined, and I'm kind of bringing them up and down in a symbolic. Uh, it's unity. A lot like this when you open the church and see all the people. Yeah. That kind of hand clasp. It's uh the people are out though. Right, they're it, on the roof. It's, it's it's more of a teepee. It's like a fun day at church where all the people get out of the pews and they get on the roof of the church. And you know what they do? That's what she's doing with her hands. They open the refrigerator, they take one out, they drink it, they put it back. <laughs> and then <laughs> they find out that I'm Chinese and I've played a joke. That's what, and I put pee pee in your coke. Yes, that, that's what my there used hands, to be a hand refrigerator thing with that. That's how that whole thing starts. Oh my god! Open the refrigerator, and then you go like that. Take out a coke, and then you fucking some seven year old child leads you in a fake drinking a, a tiny tiny coke, and you're just playing along. How fun! And then boom, they let you know that you've drunk their urine. Well, that works better than seeing a movie from the 80s to just let us know that we've evolved as humans. I mean, and man, we used to be stupid because no. that is a dumb. It's really. Game. That's a stretch. You did it, didn't you? Me, Chinese? I think maybe I said that, uh, but I think I, my dad was progressive enough to say, like, don't say that. Oh, <laughs> Don't say that. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> It is pretty hair. I mean, I like I all of my memory of it got replaced by uh, I think doesn't Sarah Silverman has a Chinese pee pee joke probably <laughs> based on that 
fun this, children's this rhyme. This weekend, I thought of so many fun new jokes, and they're all diarrhea, <laughs> masturbation jokes. Like, I don't know when I'm going to snap out. I like don't, the jokes, don't. but it's... Don't snap out of it. People, it took a while before they realized, oh, he's just going to keep talking about this stuff. <laughs> Medical, clinical, I should just start doing doctor conferences. That's a good all idea. all I do is talk about bodily functions, mm-hmm. my fears, mm-hmm. and the fears that I have because of bodily functions. I mean, you're basically defining what it is to be a human being. <laughs> what do we do? We shit and we're scared. Right. That's it. What's more relatable? People want to hear about your life? That's, uh, these are the things I do. I it jerk off and I this. poop. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had kids yet. It'll change. Louis C.K. used to have diarrhea jokes. That's right. And he, and he squeezed out a couple redheads. And then boom. Bam. Boom. Co- comedy got better. <laughs> I, maybe I could just adopt a kid for my act to get better. I mean, I wouldn't. Have you heard that comic? He adopted a kid on his own. Altered his life just for the material. <laughs> I did hear about him. Yeah, I like him, but I kind of like his material, his diarrhea stuff more. I feel like the diarrhea stuff is more authentic. <laughs> yeah. It seems like it's coming from a more real place. Are he you didn't saying, adopt that diarrhea. That's all I'm saying. Oh, you're saying when a when a parent adopts a child, it's not an authentic parent. Oh, is no. That what you're, that's what, I have that stepped in it. That is what you've said. And we'll be right back. <laughs> and we're back. This is your chance. Call her. <laughs> This, this is your big, big chance. This is your big chance. It's like so that's why I think men do have an advantage in comedy because men as a societal construct are supposed to be business minded, taking care of business leaders, serious, manly. And when you break that and just act a little bit dumb or girly, it's the funniest thing of all time. Whereas oh. women can't do that. Because you can't, if you act manly as a joke, people are like, oh, we don't I want spoke, any of that. Yeah, I don't know why I'm just immediately, 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 just immediately. Oh, my friend vodka. <laughs> my, I immediately go to <laughs> Melissa McCarthy in that, that surprisingly so funny. Bridesmaids? Uh, bridesmaids, where she was just kind of like, hey, <laughs> like just turn, hey, why don't, you, why don't you get, I can't remember what, when she yeah. puts her leg up on something. Yes. And I think it, she's doing that in the in the airplane. She's flirting with the guy who's her husband in real she's life. She's a manly guy. She didn't go. They didn't make her like a lesbian character. They just made her a manly, a pushy dude. Yeah, trying to get laid on a plane, putting her leg it, up I, in the air. That's the only verge switcheroo version of that that I can think of. If you like that, I watched. She's I think funny. it's called Lady Boss, her newest movie where she wears a humongous turtleneck the entire time with Kristen. Oh, the boss. Is it called The Boss? Oh boy, I saw the uh, when I saw the preview for it, I'm like, that looks unwatchable. It's just midgets getting thrown at her and her punching balls. And but maybe it was a bad trailer. Uh, well, I mean, yes, I have to say I watched it and I had very low expectations because mm-hmm. I hadn't heard a word about it. Sure, I've watched all her movies with very low. She makes terrible choices with her jobs sometimes <laughs> but uh, she's always funny i laugh my ass off at this movie <laughs> but i and i was gonna tweet it and then i'm like oh i don't want to this everything now seems like oh it's a, a oh. political move to show that blah 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 whatever where it's like no the at the bottom line is i can watch melissa mccarthy answer the phone it she is a naturally hilarious she person. really is the best yeah. and that and of course i love her i love Kristen wig and i want Ugh. the reason i and i Wrote something about the new Ghostbusters, and everyone jumped down my throat like I hate women or something. But I, <laughs> the reason, my reason for not watching it is because they had uh, that's going to leave a mark, and some other 
typical lines in the trailer, and it's like typically a trailer is going to have the highlights of the movie. Yeah. If if uh, Schneike's son of a that's going to leave a mark is in the movie, it might as well have that's what she said and not in it. And so I, <laughs> that's why I didn't see it. It's not because I think they're going to trample on my my childhood. Old yeah, yeah. That, I have to say people though, people got mad at me. Well, oh, yeah. Everyone got mad at me because I didn't want to see it. It's all like, um, remember when there was the big, like, after the Daniel Tosh thing, where's the big fight about can you or can you not talk about rape Mention or whatever? Rape, yeah. It's all that stuff where it's complex. There's more than two shades to it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's a it, And it's not the thing that you discuss online because you've got people coming in being trolls. You've got people that are being way too defensive and yeah. way too reactionary. And the whole combination, everyone's bringing their worst to the table. But I will say this. I never said – I think I retweeted a couple things that I thought were funny of other people talking about it. Yeah. But we went to the Friday night, 8 p.m., uh, the weekend it opened at the Cinerama Dome. Mm-hmm. And people were cheering the entire oh. time. And it was the cutest. Like, it was mostly young women. I would say women yeah, in their yeah, 20s. Yeah. But it would be like, it starts off with Zach Woods is the tour guide for something. They're all screaming. Like oh, wow. like an Elvis concert. Wow. And then that dies down. That's cool. They're laughing, like loving it. Like young girls that, oh, the, I that are just that stoked. and like mean that for young people. That, yeah. Oh, that's cool. It was really sweet. And it was just people that were like hell bent on enjoying themselves. Sure. And so they did, and so I did because everybody else. It was just like everyone had a huge smile on their face in the theater. Okay, it was great. I'll, I'm gonna see it. But I, but I have to say, this all team, Ghostbusters matter. You, <laughs> That's you. What, I was gonna tweet that, and I never did. I thought I'd say I, it now. Please never, never tweet that. <laughs> do not do it. I'm not kidding. Go um, <laughs> oh, whiskey, made and laugh. <laughs> oh, okay. There are. You can tell the editing process something went wrong yeah. because there's. Things that need to be there that aren't. Yeah. And there's things that you can tell they shot afterwards and put in. Whatever. Slimer's a cardboard cutout. <laughs> that someone has on a big t- <laughs> popsicle stick. No, but uh, so, yes, it's, it, yeah. But at the same time, it kind of, in at least in my singular experience of it, transcended all that because it was just like, it's all women on screen the entire yeah, yeah. time. And the men that come on screen come on as women usually come on screen, as a kind of like, oh, it's you being a perfunctory, this one single yeah. thing. And it, it's just kind of satisfying in that way. Okay, as bad as that might sound. I'm going to see it. Hey, should we plug anything before we close well, shop? You know, you know what we have to plug? This coming, cancel, go back to this. Business class. Business class. We're at it again. <laughs> it's a comedy show. You know us. Business class. What is this? August? Business uh, class. August tenth. Uh, yes, thank you. Wednesday, August tenth, at ten p.m. at the Improv Lab, the famous Hollywood Improvisation Laboratory. The laboratory, and it's going to be. It's going to be Nate Craig. It's going to be. I live with him. Kara Clank. Kara, she's great. She's the best. It's going to be Chris Fairbanks. That's me. It's going to be Dana Gould. He's terrific. He's the greatest. And uh, ooh, I just retweeted it. Is there anybody and April. I missed? Oh, Gareth Reynolds. Oh yeah, Gareth. Gareth. So it's going to be. This uh, is a great one. He's a he's a the, the Dollop podcast. He's from the Dollop. He's yeah. hilarious. Featured in the horrifying documentary Tickled. Tickled. Oh which my I god. I saw sitting next to him, and man, freaking out. Yeah, I was freaking out during yeah, that movie. It's like the jinx. <laughs> yes, it is. And the by the end. That was the one I think we talked about it where everyone sat in the same row mm-hmm. in the at the uh, sunset 
what do you call it? Sundance Sunset. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was me and April and then like four strangers. Everybody that came in, it was like they kept selling everybody the same ticket in the same row or something. It was really weird. But anyway, when it ended, we all started talking to each other. Oh, wow. That's because everyone was freaking out of like, is that real? Is that man? Oh, my God. Well, the uh, the silent movie theater, uh, which is more... What it's something else, but it I always drive by. It says silent movie theater. But, oh right, uh, uh, Cine Family is what it's Cine called. Cine Family. Yeah. thank you. The director was there and did a Q and A with that uh, with that fielding guy, interviewing him, the uh, Nathan for you guy. Oh yeah, and it was great. Yeah, so we just listened to him talk about. It, so that made the experience even better. Oh, so that's watch, awesome. Watch tickled if tickled. you can. Oh, help n- that guy with his lawsuits. Nuts. <laughs> it's uh, it's great. Um. All right, terrific. It's good to see you again, Karen. Good to see you too, my friend. Nice, nice to recalibrate. Thank you for coming in, Charles Grodin. You've been listening <laughs> to Do You Need a Ride? D-Y-N. Send you off in style. We wanna welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Malhorn. Uh, with Karen and Chris.